Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of um, Relationship Secrets. I'm a host of Coffee with Matilda, Journey with, with Self, and uh, my co-host is John Freeman. Hello, John. How are you? I'm good, Matilda. Nice to be with you again. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. So, uh, John, today we're going to talk about something very interesting. I think something that everyone needs to um, kind of tune in. And it's um, not necessarily a taboo subject, but a subject that a lot of cultures um, say that we shouldn't... We're going to talk about vulnerability. So a lot of cultures, they teach their children or um particularly men to not be vulnerable or showing their vulnerability it's part of a weakness so um yes. it's gonna be you know kind of i i hope uh, more men will be listening to this because women are more um we're comfortable to show our vulnerability actually i'm going to share a secret we use our vulnerability as a, um, you know, our diplomacy when we're dealing with men. <laughs> and some tears here and there, it's very nice. That's how Josephine controlled Napoleon. And it was very fascinating, Napoleon Bonaparte. So uh, I think women kind of know how to be vulnerable. I don't know if the new generation is um, okay with that vulnerability. But, of course, the previous generations, uh, they were okay to show a man that they need him and they want him to be their hero. Uh, but what about men? Why we teach? First of all, let's maybe explain our audience what is vulnerability, and then we go off from there. Hmm. I think that's a good place to start because... Um, what you just said about the the tendency to for people to confuse vulnerability with weakness actually vulnerability is a strength mm -hmm. uh, it's just not understood as a strength and uh, vulnerability doesn't necessarily mean if if a man is is going to practice vulnerability it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be breaking down in tears all the time. Mm -hmm. so what vulnerability I would say what it's really about, you have to begin with the understanding of human energy systems, our psychological energy, our emotional energy, and our management of our relationship mm -hmm. with the world in an energetic balance. And what the roots of this are in receiving, because we have the perception not just in relationship and in almost everything that we see about life, that we have to decide what we will let in and what we will not let into our being. Yeah. So we're, we're, so we're, we're always blocking our ability to receive the flow of energy in the universe because oh. we've made a decision that there are some things that are bad and we shouldn't receive and we shouldn't feel. And there are some things that are good and we should receive and we should feel. So we've got this continuous gatekeeping going on in our relationship with the universe. So from a receiving point of view, you've, you, you have a mechanism set up that says, 
I'm only willing to receive a certain amount of energy from the universe. So when we take that into relationship, what that also means is that in relationship, people are in a place where they're continually judging what they're willing to receive and allow energetically from their partner. I'm not talking about behavior. There are things that are unacceptable that anybody can say that I don't want that in my life. And that's, it's perfectly fine for people to draw boundaries for themselves around how people behave towards them. But in the relationship of what you are willing to, what you're willing to hear, what you're willing to allow in your partner, what you're willing to allow in yourself that you will acknowledge the reality of that is all part of the flow of the energy and the dynamic in the relationship so when you when you when you start to to be in a place where you have to protect yourself and where you think not being vulnerable is the right thing to do you actually start to cut off your own flow and you start to cut off the flow between yourself and your partner Oh, wow. Well, definitely, I don't want to cut off myself from receiving. I love receiving gifts. <laughs> um, anyone is free to give me gifts. I love that. <laughs> and nice gifts. <laughs> but um, it's interesting what you're saying. I never thought about that I'm cutting off myself from receiving certain things. Probably I'm cutting myself off from what maybe subconsciously I think it's going to be bad for me. But how would I know what's really good for me in a relationship if I'm not open to receive it and then judge it afterwards, no? Sorry, I lost you completely for about 15 seconds. Uh, I'm saying, how would I, if I close myself, I think... people maybe close themselves to vulnerability because they think subconsciously that particular thing is not good for them. No? Yes. Do you think we do, we, you think, we do that? Do you think that judgment is a right judgment? Maybe it is. Intuitively. I think the process... The process of judgment in itself is actually what creates the problem mm-hmm. energetically because the idea that we have to judge the universe rather than simply accepting it and being in it as it is is one of the places where our flow so what would it be how would it be if you were to treat everything that comes into your life from an energy point of view as a gift from the universe so that when people are critical of you okay thank you very much i'll take that energy as a gift i don't have to take the meaning of it i don't have to take the criticism but i'll take the energy as a gift what if everything in the world were to be treated as a gift with no requirement to judge it from an energy energy point of view. When that happens, you actually increase your flow and you increase the uh, relationship that you have with the universe. 
So the same thing applies to your relationship with your partner because you're perfectly entitled. You should be at any point saying, no, thanks. That's, that's not what I want to be. That's not what I want to do. That's not I want, what I want you to be doing in relation to me. But that's simply from a place of choice, not from a place of judgment that this is right or wrong. Because the minute you go into... But John, listen, okay, for example, if I get cancer, I, I'm definitely going to judge God. I'm definitely going to judge everything and everyone. I'm like, why me? <laughs> for example. Uh, well, that's a choice. No. But is it the, <clears throat> is it the choice that is going to help you heal the cancer? Definitely I'm going to be angry for a while on everything. And then you probably, maybe come you probably down. will, but yeah. So that, that's, that's natural, but there is a, there's a point at which you have to decide, okay, what do I want to live with in my body? And living with the anger in your body is also not going to be supportive to your healing of the cancer. So you have a choice at any point of what's my relationship with the things that are happening to me. So from the point of view of the relationship with your partner, if your partner does something that is not what you want, you have every right to say so, but they aren't necessarily wrong for being undoing that. They, they might, uh, they don't have permission, they don't have the right to force it on you, they don't have the right to make you be part of what they want to do that you don't want to do. But it's okay for them to be who they are. They have that right just as much as you have a right to be who you are. But wrong is wrong, good is good, right is right. I don't know. Why are we mixing it? <laughs> I'm thinking, it... yeah, we're mixing. I mean, certain, um, certain behavior is right. And certain behavior is wrong and nobody should do it to you or you shouldn't be in that energy field. Okay, so like I said, you have a right to choose what behaviors you want to be part of and what behaviors you want to have in your life. And you have a right to expect that other people will not behave towards you in ways that are not part of what you choose to have. But judging people for who they are, because they have different wishes and different choices of behavior than you want, the choice is not about making them right or wrong, or making you right and them wrong. Mm. The choice is about where do you want to be? And it might, it might be that actually what you don't want in that relationship is something which would cause you to say okay I think I need to leave this relationship because this is not how I want to live but it's not but when you make the other person wrong or when you enter into a notion of relationship where it's also their right to make you wrong mm -hmm. You set up a dynamic which is not conducive to depth of relationship because you're cutting off what 
the potential flow and growth of that relationship is? Um, but definitely I judge a lot. I try to control it. Mm -hmm. I try to control the relationship the way that I like it. But sometimes obviously it doesn't go the way that I like and that causes a lot of stress. So, but I'm a woman. Okay. I like to... So is, is control... <laughs> I like to manipulate certain <laughs> things. <laughs> manipulate the outcome. Okay. That's part well, of human diplomacy too. Yeah, manipulation uh, is fine if it's if it's kind of open. I mean, if if you were manipulating me, I have the right whether to to say whether I want to respond to that manipulation the way that you clearly would be desiring that I respond to it, or I have the right not to respond. You know, manipulation is just another way of of flowing the energy in the relationship but manipulation and control are two different things mm. manipulation is is when you try to get what you want by using whatever techniques you have available control is when you insist on the outcome being the way that you want and when you start to coerce your partner in one way or another into being what you believe they should be for you. So you, you can see how this doesn't work if you just look at it the other way around, because do you like to be controlled in the relationship? No, <laughs> not at all. No, so controlling somebody else is effectively yeah saying, okay, control is how we work this relationship and I'm giving you, I'm giving you permission to control me. Yeah, no. So control, control is not an effective way of creating relationships. It's, it's what we've all been kind of brought up to do uh, in varying degrees. And some of us are more naturally inclined to be controlling than others i mean some people are quite kind of yeah i'm okay i'm easy i'm i'm okay with that um and that works up to a certain point but it tends to create an imbalance in the relationship and there typically comes a point in a relationship where one person is very controlling and another is very easygoing and acquiescent there'll come a point where the one who's e easy going and acquiescent says I had enough. I've had enough of this mm. and they'll be out of it yeah, so again it's a dynamic that doesn't have sustainability uh, so and then where come where is the vulnerability here where's <laughs> vulnerability so vulnerability is the willingness to to be more open and more honest, both with yourself about what you truly feel mm. and with your partner about what yeah. you feel, that you're willing to receive from them whatever the energy flow is. And then you can make the decision about the behavior and the choice of what to do. But the energy 
has to be something that you're willing to allow because unless you're allowing it, you can't really be, uh, you can't work with it in yourself energetically because you've, you've put up a wall out here and you're saying, okay, I'm living in this bubble. I mean, it's, it, this, this is a, <laughs> this is a COVID-19 story. That, that we each actually energetically we tend to form our bubble of what we will allow and what we won't allow and so back to what i said at the beginning which is that because we have lots of things that we won't allow to be part of our personal universe from an energy point of view we've said okay um sorry god i'm not going to receive that I'm not going to receive that flow. I'm not going to be part of that flow. I'm going to separate myself from the flow of the, of the universe and I'm not going to be uh, engaging with it as part of the reality of where I'm living. It's in a way like saying um, I'm accepting uh, what the universe is giving me and trusting that what the universe is giving me, it's what I need for my next steps, kind of deal, no? Yes, it has, it, it, it has a lot of similarities to I to do that. that when I'm overwhelmed and I cannot control everything. Like right now, I'm one of in those stage. I feel like, okay, I need outcome A, B, C, but it's very difficult to get those A, B, C. At one point, you're like, okay, I'm giving this to universe. And I will trust universe that whatever outcome comes, even if it's not ABC, then I will have the strength to face it and find my path regardless. Yeah? Is that? Yeah. Sound vulnerable. And, and that's definitely, <laughs> yes. So, so that's definitely a, a good step. The thing is, what would it be like if you actually lived like that all the time? Not just when you've gone into overwhelm. Mm. But certain things you want to have and you have to fight for. There's no way around it, no? Um, <laughs> depends what you mean by fight for. Like certain things that you want in your life. For example, if you want to have a certain job, you need to behave certain way, you have to study certain things, you have to go for it, you have to go to the interviews fight for the position that you want it or you're at the job you need to fight for your you know for your credibility and um you know you have to be assertive in certain things you cannot just say oh let me see i will go with the flow no you cannot go with the flow you need to fight and then okay certain things in relationship I, I, maybe I, you know? I agree with what you're saying i wouldn't use the word fight for that mm -hmm. Because for me, for me, fight has different kind of overtones because fight generally means <clears throat> not just that you want what you want. It generally has an overtone of um, I'm going to destroy somebody else. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't think that's what you mean. And it's mm. so. So, yes, of course, you know, of course, you put your energy into creating what you want in 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 life absolutely um i'm not um i'm not suggesting anything that is different than that mm -hmm. so it's a little bit you know right now for me it's a little bit different to understand where i have to just let it go and listen to universe and say universe take care of it for me i want this and i hope 
this will come back to me. Uh, it's kind of a little bit difficult um, to know where I have to sit back and enjoy the ride. And uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to ask the question I did I, I, I asked before, which is: so what if you were like that all the time? So what if you were enjoying the ride all the time? And that doesn't mean the ride doesn't include, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to put, put my energy here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it also means that I'm listening to the flow of the universe and I'm making my choices based on, on what I'm aware of. And I'm going to work with the universe rather than trying to shape the universe into what I think it ought to be. So there's this dialogue actually going on between you and the whole of creation. I mean, this is, this is a big part of, of um, what my Seven Keys book is, a, is about. And, and it's a free book and it's on the uh, Access to Possibility Facebook group. It's about this relationship of, of flow between your creation and your willingness to receive the flow of the universe. And that is exactly the same as what I'm saying about relationships. Interesting. Fascinating. And so, um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to think about this and I would be definitely try to control less, not necessarily control him in a way to control the outcome that I want. Um, that's very nice and accept things as it is interesting i think i'll be more relaxed and i'll be more uh, happier and i will laugh more i will not think much you know i'll be like happy go lucky <laughs> more yeah well you'd be you'd be you'd be that and you'd also be engaged in in putting your energy where you want it to go and you and I mean that that too you know that's fulfilling that's a dynamic that's an expression of who you are and so you know the same the same thing is true in a relationship is which which is that when you have that response to what's going on in the relationship and to the partner and the partner is doing what they need to do for themselves and you are in a a, in a way you're able to to trust okay that's who you need to be and i can uh, i mean there are other keys here to relationship like trust and honor and you know and allowance of the other person which maybe we'll talk about another time but vulnerability is about the place where you open yourself up for the flow of the relationship and that's why you need strength precondition (laughs) And it is a strength. It, ta- it, it actually takes, it takes strength to be vulnerable. Mm. And that's, that's why it is just as true vulnerability and true strength are inner qualities. And what we tend to get taught and what especially as you kind of started off this conversation talking about what especially gets taught to men mm. is that we have to put our strength out there. We don't have it internally. So, so typically you get men who talk strong or behave strong and underneath they're actually quite weak. There's this kind of facade which is 
continually there in order to protect them from feeling what they truly mm. feel. It is fascinating. To be president of the United States, you know that that's that's what happens when you get the extreme of I'm going to put it all out there, inside, inside I have no true self-esteem, no true mm. self-worth. I have to defend everything, everything that comes towards me. I'm going to treat as an attack. It's fascinating what you're saying, and now I'm like thinking different cultures. Mm, definitely in my culture, men have to have a certain certain characteristic or not necessarily characteristic, but yeah, I don't think vulnerability is welcome in my um, in my culture from men, especially. And it's sad because we're conditioning these human beings, which are men in this example to behave certain way, to not feel certain things because that's not what a man does. That's not what a strong man does. Um, you don't want to be, um, quote unquote, bussy kind of a thing. Um, and, but these people, I mean, these men don't feel what they have to feel. Their soul doesn't feel what they have to go through in a way because there's this facade uh, and they're trying to live a life that maybe it's not very true to them, but that's what society wants them to be. Oh my God, and then you die yeah, without being who you are. And you die and without even experiencing that vulnerability, that beauty that you can have with universe, that relationship that you can have with universe, or with your partner, or with your kids. With your... It's interesting. Sad, actually, yeah. very sad. Uh, uh, and there, are, there aren't many cultures that haven't had that. I mean, that's been the nature of what it's been like to be a human on this planet for for several thousand years. But I, my my perception is that it's already changing, mm. and that people want it to change, or that many people would like it to change. And there are interesting ways that you do see this showing up. That, that you will now see um, sp sportsmen, male, male sports figures, footballers, etc., who, when, when something goes seriously wrong on the field, maybe not at the time, but when they come off, you will actually see them allow themselves to tear up I mean, they, they probably, you know, they're not going to break down and be blubbing all over the place, but you will see them allow that experience of that emo emotion because it has actually become acceptable that, yes, we're passionate about what we do. And sometimes when that passion doesn't get realized as we want it to, there's a there's a pain with that that we need to be able to release. And that has become something which is now legitimate which it wasn't when I was when I was growing up. I mean, I kind of remember the first time I saw a sportsman do this, and I would say it's probably about twenty-five years ago. So, a, a British footballer called Paul Gascoigne, and he got a lot of stick at the time for. I mean, <laughs> oh, he, he, was, he was really upset. He he was really upset because, if I remember it rightly, he got sent off for a foul in a game 
that meant that he would not be able to compete in the final. <gasps> and his disappointment was real and huge. I mean, anybody in that position would have been disappointed. And he allowed that to show. And at the time, that was considered, ooh, you know, you, you can't do that. It's, now, it's much more normal. It's interesting, um, living in France right now and experiencing the culture, the cultural differences I'm feeling with, for example, in American culture. Here, people are more suppressed. Uh, they don't like to show their emotion that much. And it's interesting because I feel like they don't show their anger. So everything has to be in a certain kind of structure to be uh, acceptable by society. Uh, you cannot show a lot of anger or you cannot show a lot of happiness. Kind of you have to be in a um, like kind of same um, you cannot show a lot of up and down. And for me, I feel like that's a lot of su you're suppressing your emotions for what? It's nice somebody to see. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be rude or anything, but it's interesting when somebody sees you're happy about an element or you're sad about something. But you showing you're cool with every, you're cool, it's kind of sad, no? I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think in relationships, the consequence of people doing that is that you don't know what's mm. going on with each other. Exactly. So there's, so you're continually, you know, if, if you were like that to me or I was like that to you, it would leave each of us in the position where I don't really know what he or she is feeling. Mm -hmm. So I have to guess and I have to try and figure it out. And that also takes a lot of energy and it exactly. generally misunderstandings. I mean, you know, most film, yes, misunderstandings. I mean, you know, this is the plot of just about every, every relationship film that's mm. ever been made is some kind of misunderstanding because somebody didn't actually say what the truth was of what was going on for them or what was affecting them in their life. And somebody else made a conclusion about what that was, which was wrong and everything falls apart and of course in rom-coms eventually oh. they find out the truth and they all come back together but wouldn't it be a lot a lot easier if we simply allowed the truth to be there in the first place and we wouldn't have to go through all that trauma and drama no very it's very interesting actually that's what i believe as well uh, even i see um parents they don't want to show their vulnerability to the children or sometimes children to parents and, you know, even friendship, sometimes you don't want, you don't show your vulnerability. And I always feel like it, it creates a fake relationship with whoever you're having this relationship. And it's sad because if you really share your, if you open up and share your, what you really feel and be vulnerable, people can help you. In certain areas, people can help you. And, you know, maybe some tragedies won't even happen but because you're controlling yourself and you need to act certain way and behave certain way say certain things at certain time so the other person doesn't think that you are they can walk all over you for example or you're defending your borders and territories as a human being it's sad 
It's sad because you don't live your life from from the essence of who you are. No. Exactly. So for me, the, my my true friends are the ones who the, who I know I can be vulnerable with. Mm. Uh, that's actually a very nice point. So I feel like we can judge. You say judgment is bad, but you can assess. <laughs> you can assess who you are close to, but who, which human being you're close to when you're comfortable being vulnerable around them. Yeah, it's a very good. It's an important sign of of what true for woman true relationship is. For women, I think it would be easier to maintain that. For men, now I feel very sad for men. Now I feel very sad for men. Because they're trained to be not to not show their vulnerability and not talk about they don't like to talk about emotions. I've seen how men interact with each other as friends. They don't talk about emotions. And for me it's like weird. How can you not like you talk about what? Like basketball, I don't know how this car works or how I don't know, men stuff. And then there's no emotion in it. Whereas women at least we sit down we are okay to show a certain part of vulnerability. Again, some cultures don't allow you to be very vulnerable and very open with other human beings, but you know, because you need to make, to show that for, in, I, I see in women as well, again, that in their marriage life, they might have a lot of problems with, with their friends. They don't want to show their vulnerable side of their marriage. They want to show they they want to show the cover, for example, no. Yeah, I mean it's. I think the thing that gets a bit tricky there is that none of us want to be in the position where we are no, where we know we're going to be judged by other people. Mm. And so, what we do in public or what we say in public is something that we might be a bit careful of because we don't want to set up. All, set all those kind of balls rolling that might come from people's reactions to who we are. But everything that we said before is, is you know, that, that in a way is that's the dynamic that we need to gradually eliminate from the way that society works. I mean, it would be really good if everybody stepped out of judgment because I then that mechanism wouldn't be necessary. So um, 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 this was a very interesting statement what you just said. So you're telling me there's a correlation between we're afraid of people's judgment and us not being vulnerable. There is, and that's why we put up the wall. And so the facade, one, one of the things about receiving the, 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 and the facade, and so one of the things about receiving is that in a way, if we want to increase our ability to receive from the universe, one of the things that we have to work on is increasing our ability to receive other people's judgments and not to give a shit. Oh, that's very interesting. No, very yeah. interesting to you. Know, what you think of that. me is none of my business. Exactly. It's none of my business. <laughs> what I think about myself is my business. <laughs> um, exactly. But most of us live, most of us live in a world, in an internal world where we think that what other people think of us is mm. our business. 
You know, John, I don't have a child, but, you know, one day I was walking in a park. uh, There were lots of children and I saw like a little boy, maybe, I don't know, five-year-old, I think, yeah. He fell down and he started crying. And the parents, they took him and they said, oh, you're a big boy, you shouldn't cry, boys don't cry. For him, he was like, that's sad. And then in the same playground, there was girls crying and the parents weren't saying, oh, you're a girl, you shouldn't cry. And at that moment, it hit me, realizing, wow, we're conditioning these young boys to behave a certain way and not to be true to who they are, not to be true to what they're feeling. Maybe at that moment, that boy was feeling pain or wanted to express his frustration in a way. And we are kind of putting a wall and saying, no, this is not good. A man, you're a young boy, you're a big boy, I don't know, whatever boy you are, you shouldn't cry, you should do this, you should do that. Sad, very sad. Yeah, it's, it's, not, he- it's not healthy because the expression of the hurt is actually part of the healing process. Well, I make sure when I become a parent, if I become a parent one day, I will allow my son or daughter to be who they are and they express their feelings freely. I know it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, another element I was, I'm very in tune with when I'm thinking about culture and history of uh, the nation a lot these days because of the war between Armenia and Karabakh. Uh, um, Karabakh and Azerbaijan and Turkey with Armenia and Karabakh. So it's a uh, it's sad story and I'm very affected by it. And I'm remembering why Armenians try to be very, to show that they're brave and they're um, they're not afraid of anything. Certainly right now, men in my country are behaving that way. Uh, and for me, it's a question. Sometimes because of your history, of your culture, because of your nation's history, you need to behave a certain way to survive. So not being vulnerable was a survival mechanism. And... Again, yes. it's sad because um, these persons, for example, um, behavior is uh, covered by who, where they're coming from. And their soul can never be expressed the way that the freedom, they don't, won't have it because of they need to show to the world who they are and sh- people shouldn't mess with them kind of idea. Uh, definitely you see that with people from Israel, uh, Israeli people, um, you see that as well. There's this, you always feel like they're very strong and they're always ready to go kind of a deal. It's fascinating actually. It, it is. And I mean, you, I, I know you, you like me to talk about spiral down. <laughs> yes. Like the thing about the, the, the thing that is uh, present in this conversation, both in terms of what happens when countries decide to go to war or the history of countries 
being in war with each other and what happens in relationships is that you're right that human beings are creatures who adapt we adapt to our life conditions and that's a core theme of of why the different stages in spiral dynamics show up the way they do so being uh being willing to go and 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 fight and die for a cause is that's that's the kind of that's the red stage or part of the red stage in uh, spiral dynamics and it is the part of us that shows up in a certain way when we decide or when we're taught that we have to be uh, invulnerable mm. but the flip side of that is that actually healthy red has this heroic quality so healthy red it is it is willing to die for a cause and it is saying yeah this is more important to who i am and to my core being it's more important than the fact that i might get hurt so whether that's the the hurt of uh, i'm going into war and i'm going to get shot or the hurt of i'm in a relationship where things are tough and i might feel hurt that is the same dynamic of courage and heroism and i'm going to stand in the strength of who i am no matter what and standing in that strength is is saying i'm going to receive what comes to me in this situation and that is actually my the way that i adapt to conditions which are potentially hostile Oh, wow. Really nice. You know, um, it, this conversation is very interesting at an uh, interesting time in my life because I have to make some little bit critical decisions in these two weeks. And I've been very stressed about it. But now I have to see, you know, I have to put my intention out there to the universe and say, this is wh what I would like the, in, uh, the outcome. But I'm ready to whatever I receive. And I know whatever I receive, it's for my you know, well-being. Whatever I receive, it's right for me. Yeah. And then I won't have stress. I won't have yeah. anxiety. And I'll be just relaxed, enjoying my cup of coffee <laughs> with pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Very nice. Oh, oh, yeah, with pastry. Of course, you're in France. <laughs> in France. Very good pastries. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to really understand that um, and have a trust in universe. I think um, that's why vulnerability is a strength because at one point you say, I'm trusting universe with that whatever you're going to give me, I have whatever, uh, I have the strength to deal with it. And you just put yourself out there. And it's nice. And it, no, actually, it would be very sad to not be able to be vulnerable because then you won't experience what maybe the glory that you have to experience in life that's my take on this and i will be practicing that uh, more cautiously <laughs> great 
and I'm ready. I'm going to put myself in relationships out there as well. Uh, love relationship, friendship relationship, and to be vulnerable and to be ready to receive what I have to receive because, you know, because poss- that's where the possibilities are. Absolutely. That's the <laughs> very nice. Thank you very much, John. Tell us once again where we can receive your um, ebook. So if you go to the Facebook group or page, it's on both the, mm-hmm. for access to possibility, you will find links there that you can uh, get the download for the, for the book. And um, I hope you find it interesting. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to put in the link as well so they can find it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, John. It was very lovely. And I'm going to continue my day and weeks with a more vulnerable and, you know, with the flow. <laughs> and meditation helps to be. Excellent. Flow, Sounds good. No? Meditation helps to be in the flow. No? Very nice. Uh, for a lot of people, it does. It's not my thing, but I, I've got nothing against it. It's so, yeah, totally. If it works for you, do it. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you, John. And we will get back next week with Pleasure. another episode of uh, Relationship Secrets. Awesome. Thank you, Great. listeners. You Bye. <laughs> Bye.